Country Brothers Podcast. I am Dominique Johnson. This is Dewan Johnson. We are the Country Brothers. We are the Country Brothers because we are black, we like country music, and we are actual brothers. Twin brothers. Fucking we have been since we were fucking like born. Look, I know we haven't been on the deal a long time, but shit don't change. Yeah. Motherfuckers keep being like, is is y'all, is y'all, are y'all gonna be brothers? Are y'all going to be black? Are y'all going to like country music in 2024? Yes, nigga. Yes, we are. It is what it is. The shit is not going to change. If it does, hey. we'll let you know. But for now, just just be cool. Just so you know, Dominique, we, 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 got a, we got another Naptown legend in the house. Naptown OG. Straight West Side. The, that the, man the, lived uh, off Tibbs. Tears, baby. The, 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 the second Country Brothers two-timer. We got a two-timer. We got in a two-timer in this joint. Mr. J.D. Roberts in the house. Say what's up. Yay! Yeah. No, no. So thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I'm, uh, again, proud as a second-timer on this podcast, but mostly proud of you guys for keeping it up. Keep doing what you're doing. It's fantastic. Also, uh, I'm a little biased because I love both of you more than I love most of my family. So good job. I well, you met me. <laughs> you met me before you met Dominique. So that's a whole thing. Like you love me a little bit more. I think I met you like four seconds before I met Dominique because you guys were at the same bar when I met everybody at the same time. Yeah. yeah. It you was, was there too? I mean, was I was probably hammer wasted, but I remember it, but I didn't know if Dominique was there or not. Yeah, it was Chip, Hannah, on Jacqueline, Jacob. Oh, if Chip uh, was there, yeah, for sure. Star, you, and then like four seconds later, it was Dom, and I'm like, ah, there's two of you, and you're like, yeah, we're twins. I was like, what? We're and, and you were like, underage. Black. <laughs> we I was also music. 18. <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucking perfect. Had no yeah, business no. being in that bar. <laughs> I had no business being it anywhere and yet somehow i was buying <laughs> camel ultralights and long long island iced teas all night so hey that was a scumbag bar Straight <laughs> all for like and then it's like what what, what what's the damage ten dollars <laughs> it was like 750 you're like dude i don't have a quarter just take 10 bucks he's like you know what i don't even want money can you throw up in the corner <laughs> Little yeah, did they yeah. know that was my specialty. <laughs> Real legendary shit. Yo, 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 Jay, throwing up in a corner, up. throwing up in the corners, and walking home. I'm out on it. <laughs> That's funny. The walking home part, especially from the yuck attack room in in Tempe, is, I is still the biggest it. problem. <laughs> As I I should have gone one block east 
and like four blocks south, and I just walked twenty blocks west. I was just like, ah. You were literally, you were just, a, you were like a mile away, and you walked five miles, pretty much, is what you did. No, oh, that was hilarious. Remember, remember that bar on a mill that was like every few months it would turn into something else. Duane's ass. We went there because it was like you would go there to watch games, but it was always a sports bar. But it was always like a shit. Oh, over there for university. Nigga, Dewan got drunk. <laughs> and because we was all making fun of him, he was like, all right, well, I'm going to just go. He didn't leave because we were making fun of him, but we were making fun of him. And uh, he left. It was like. Is that right, when I we... went to Casey's? Yeah, you went to Casey's, but then, no, you said you was going to Casey's and didn't go to Casey's. I, I call him. I'm like, where you at? He was like, I'm on the street. And like that's 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 the specific as this man got. Nigga was just like, I'm on a street. I was like, well, which which one? Which street are you on? We get quite out of my business. We trying to figure out where this motherfucker is. Cause he ain't at Casey's. He ain't at the house. And then he, he was like, he was like, I'm at, I'm buying some train tracks. I was like, how is that helpful? Like it narrowed it down a little bit. Oh yeah, and I was literally maybe like a quarter mile away from where I was. No, nigga, you was you was way that, farther than you should. Really? Have. I remember the same thing farther. is is I I left Yucca and I'm like, oh man, I've got like a twenty minute walk ahead of me, and like after an hour, I'm like, ah, oh, is that a cop? I should ask him where I should go. And he was like, yeah, dude, you're on like Indian School Road or some nonsense. I'm God like, damn. Oh, oh dang, I went the wrong way. <laughs> well, thank you. I was like, okay. This was, this was even like, are you okay? I'm like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Hey, yeah, now we got. Fun. Now I got. Now I got robots taking me home. I just up on that fucking Waymo. This shit is beautiful. I can listen to some to some jazz music and and I don't have to talk to nobody. I, I can get really home where I need to get home. It is beautiful. I just hope all of your guys' listeners are also following Dewan on Instagram because my goodness, every story where he's just like. There's nobody in the car except me. I'm like, uh, what the hell is happening? Like, I fucking love it. Already. I don't have to talk to nobody. It is, it, it'll never get not fresh for me. I love well, it. Let me hit you with a fun fact. On Lyft, if you pay like an extra 50 cents, you can choose a quiet ride. And you better believe I'm going to pay that extra 50 cents. You're going to give me my quiet ride. And it's Fucking beautiful. I just think my favorite part is that Dom, myself, have like real grown-up jobs, and Dewan is just out there rating movies, taking robot drives all around well, Phoenix. First of all, <laughs> I do, I do have a it's nine to five. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a screen printer, but I do get off early enough. I have a couple beers. <laughs> And I can take the uh, I can take the fucking robot home. It's fine. Robot car. <laughs> I fucking love the robot car. I just wish there were cool think, bars close to where I lived. It would does be Montana have it? Does 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 Bozeman have any uh cool kid bars? Cool kid bars. Yeah, baby. There are so many cool kid bars here. Um, I think the if you count them, there's three. But there's the Hofbrau in Bozeman, Montana, which is the number one best bar in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, okay. Secondly, you've got the Crystal, which is like 
at top of the line dive bar. Um, and there's enough bras and panties on the walls to make it worth anybody's travels, right? Okay, um, okay. And then lastly, it's the Poor House in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, so it's an MSU like college type bar. It's a little sports bar-y. But my God, they pour heavy. Uh, they've got good beers on tap all the time. Um, and that, not on tap, which is even more important because if you can't get a PBR in a glass bottle, what's the point of even going out? Uh, but those are the three. Fucking stay home. Exactly. But Hofbrau is number one uh, all day, every day, no matter where you go. Hofbrau, Bozeman, Montana, uh, Crystal, and the Poor House. Also, the Poor House also has food that's good. Uh, and you can get a Philly cheesesteak sandwich with actual cheese whiz on it. And that's awesome. So good for them. Well, what's the place? What's the place where we got the uh, the, 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 the green cup? Uh, when, when Jackie pub. ordered the drink. No, man. Bacchus <laughs> Pub. So Bacchus Pub is great. Uh, unfortunately, they will put all of your wine and cocktails into a plastic cup. So it doesn't feel as fancy. <laughs> and that's fine. But Bacchus is good. Plunk is good. Blackbird is good. You've got all these great places. I um, fuck with Blackbird know, tough. I, every time Black, I go there, that's where I want to go. Blackbird's great. Uh, if you don't have a reservation like two months in advance, it's a different story. But again, it's Bozeman, Montana. So um, I don't have a three-piece suit, so I'm not allowed half the places that they have out here. Um, You got to get one. Step your game up. But I have a mortgage mortgage and I pay property taxes. um, Therefore, we don't. (laughs) I'm allowed. (laughs) We don't have kids. We don't have a wife. We don't play property tax. We don't live in like a, a gentrified area where they gentrify white people. If you guys haven't gentrified a place with white people yet, you are in for it because it is a good time. Because everyone's mad about all the Californians. And since I'm born and raised California, uh, I love to shove it in their face. Um, but yeah, no, Montana, man, if you could gentrify the whitest place on the planet, we've done it. Come hang out. Uh, let's throw some Molotov cocktails at police cars and let's fuck this place up. Let's go. I'm with it. Xavier, th- throw, throw, throw something in there. Anything. It don't even matter. Probably, you know what? Probably something about Okada leaving uh, New Japan. I don't know if y'all heard, but Okada, Kazuchika Okada is leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling and the only places that he can go that can pay him the money that he wants, WWE or AEW. This is huge. Okada is their number one guy. He it's imagine Hulk Hogan leaving WWF in like 1988. It's like that. He's he's their guy. So that's going to AEW, which is the shit that I watch. Okay, Okada, sure, whatever. But CM Punk back in WWE. Oh, go, go. I didn't like that. Dominique ain't ready for that one. Hold on, hold on. I got the Chicago right here, baby. Let's talk about it. You know what? Damn, Dominique, what you got to say? Fuck CM Punk. Fuck the SETI claim. Fuck Straight Edge. Uh Oh, that's okay. Straight Edge sucks, but Chicago rules. Yo, CM Punk, this beer is for you. First off. Hey, hey, says the motherfucker that said he was doing fucking uh, dry January. Dry January. <laughs> I did it for, I did it for two weeks. I did it for two weeks. 
Two whole weeks. No cheating. I do like to say that the only two people that were like, we're not doing Dry January were Dewan and me. And everybody else was like, we'll try it out, I guess. And we were just like, I don't happens, drink like, like the house like that. I don't, I don't, feel, I look, further, I don't feel like I'm an alcoholic like I used to be. So I've, I've already stopped. So I'm good. You know, you know what's a good movie? Here, here's a movie. And I, I don't, I don't drink enough to be a monk's fucking alcoholic. But there's, there's, there's true alcoholics, right? So I don't drink enough to be an alcoholic, yet every day he's texting us just like, by the way, jump rope's fun. <laughs> you guys have bubble gum today? I did. Xavier, Xavier cut that out. No. <laughs> if, if, if you think you're an alcoholic, right, watch Leaving Las Vegas. Now, I get it. It's not a, it's not a fucking documentary. But watch Leaving Las Vegas and then think to yourself, I can never get like that. That can never be me. Uh, I almost watched it. Letter, you just, your your, your letterbox deal was wild. I was like, nah, I'm not even. I said the same thing about 9-11. That it was just like, I fly a lot. That could totally happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at 9-11 and ask yourself, what are your two favorite odd numbers? Definitely nine <laughs> and eleven, and they come together just like American Airlines flight alone. Hey, it's perfect. You know what? There is a Twin Peaks <laughs> reference in Twin Peaks, uh, the, the fucking uh, season three. There's a guy that she just goes nine one one, and she just keeps doing it, she and like <laughs> nobody knows what that means. Just, All right, I'm just, so I'm just throwing that out there. I will allow us to talk about what we came to talk about, even though every show I do or listen to just gets derailed, and I'm here for that. So, Brendan Kelly from the Lawrence Arms, Chicago baby, um, he was in Bozeman, Montana not that long ago, and there was two dudes in the front row, me and another guy, and we're both 6'2", 6'3", and this guy had this giant mohawk like I used to have when I was a kid, and he, <laughs> he called us the Twin Towers. He's like, that's the North Tower, this is the South Tower, and he pointed at me. And I've uh, I've never felt more okay making more 9-11 jokes because Brendan Kelly single-handedly told me I was the South Tower. I fell first, all right? And I'm here for that. <laughs> so we don't, okay hear, we don't want to hear no shit from nobody. Nah. Y'all making fun of 9-11. Take that shit up with Brendan Kelly. If you yeah. got a problem with it, take it up with Brendan Kelly. Nihilist oh, so Arby's, Nihilist Arby's did you- needs to know that you're okay with it. Yep. Did you not have your fucking uh, twin? Was it the 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 hat we all have? I didn't wear it that night. I actually wore the San Diego hat as always because um, fuck Montana. But you got to represent. Uh, got to represent and make sure everybody knows that I don't give a shit about their state. Um, but the last show we just played at the Hofbrau, the best bar in Montana. Um, I was gonna wear it. And I already had like this bright yellow with blue <laughs> sleeves and neck class shirt. And my wife, so these two know her, but Jacqueline made fun of me so hard before I left for the show. She was like, you look so dumb. Because I had blue jeans, a blue vest, and my yellow class shirt. And she's just like, you look so dumb. I was like, man, I probably should put my <laughs> uh, steel beams hat away. <laughs> If I'm gonna if I'm gonna wear this, and so I I put it away and I put my my San Diego hat back on, but 
uh, the next show, I promise, I will wear that and I will get a picture strictly for uh, Country Brothers podcast. So I love wearing that shit because like all my friends that see me fairly often have have seen it a bunch of times. They're like, oh, they don't, it doesn't even register. And also the the hat says uh, Jet Fuel can't match or this big old dick. So which is. Which is the most important part because it can't melt. Well, here goes the new one. Beans. Houston, we have a huge dick, uh, which is also true. Uh, so <laughs> while whilst I'm not a black brother uh, per se, I am six foot three with size twelve shoes, so I can wear the hats. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is a podcast. And you can get it on anxiousandangry.com before they mail it out. They ask for a dick pic. Yep. They won't say um, that. Specifically, I just want everybody to know that Ryan Young from Off of Their Heads and anxiousandangry.com uh, hands down loves every dick pic. Um, so, Ryan, when I send this to you, just be aware you're going to get some dick pics. Um, three There's of them will wieners be from... everywhere, my man. Three Same of them will be from the you. country brother sent you. <laughs> Three of those dick pics will be from me from different angles, and I just will need you to know uh, I've missed you. Kensington has missed you, and let's do this. You know We're what 17 minutes in. Should, should, we, should we talk about uh, George Jones or something? <laughs> who? George Jones? Like, like, I don't know. What, what is... <laughs> uh, so the last we don't time play I by the this... rules. The last time I listened to George Jones was in Indianapolis, so Noblesville, Indiana, just outside of Indianapolis. And my, Derek, my brother, uh, surprised me, and he turned it on. And it's the one song where he says the N word about fifteen times. And we were playing, we were shooting pool. Yeah, we we're shooting pool. And <laughs> what song and, uh, is this? <laughs> I, I, I'll have to find it. But he's like, he's like, he stopped loving her today. Is wild. I think I think I think it's just nigger. Like you gotta, uh, it's just so it's there's just a song. There's this poor black guy playing pinball while we're shooting pool, and Derek's just like, I didn't know this was a song. I didn't know this was that song. I'm so sorry, brother. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He just keeps shoving quarters in, trying to get it to change, and it won't change. And it was so awesome. Cause it's a regular uh, ass. God damn. It's just like two tattooed white boys. Like we genuinely don't. We're not here to cause trouble. We're just shooting pool. In, 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 in Indiana, no less. Light. Yeah. We're just drinking Coors of, like, pitchers of Coors Light. Just like, sorry, 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 sorry. Well, I, I did that one time at the <laughs> Yucca Tap Room. I played that, um, I played the, uh, what the fuck? The, the, the fucking, uh, Freddy's Dead dude. Curtis Mayfield. I played that Curtis Mayfield oh. song. Not only does it start off the way it starts... But it's like fucking eight minutes or some shit. And I was just like, damn. I didn't have to play this song. Because I was, I was just picking random like all the songs. songs. I, I wasn't paying attention to what it was. I just went down the line. Xavier, play the beginning of If There's Hell Below, We All Gotta Go. <laughs> if people would just get read the Bible and read the book of Revelations, they would really turn around and straighten up. Sisters, 
Yeah. Like, yikes. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I got, Hold on. I got my George Jones song, uh, story on Christmas. I went to, uh, we went to what it was a, what bar was it? Dominate the, uh, the monkey pants. Hold on. The, I went to monkey Christmas? pants. No, this Christmas. That's <laughs> it. This Christmas, right? Yeah. I went to monkey pants and, uh, and it was, uh, People were singing songs, whatever, with karaoke. And I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll sing a song. I was like, just so y'all know, it's going to be a country song. And I kind of didn't really want to be there, but I was having a little bit of fun, but it kind of wasn't. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to play He Stopped Loving Her today. And I sang the shit out of it. Nobody liked it. Everyone hated it. Nobody clapped. It was just like, what the fuck? And I was just like, what a bunch told of you. fucking nerds. I like. I told you I was gonna fucking sing it, and I told you I was gonna bum everybody out. I don't know if "What a Bunch of Nerds" is a good response to the fact that that's the song you chose to sing at karaoke. Uh, more so the fact. Look, would you rather would you rather hear me sing "He Stopped Loving Her Today" or another version of fucking uh, "Santeria"? No, the First correct off. answer is "Fastballs." Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll say yeah. You right. You know what? I fucked up. My bad. Out of my head. The second correct answer is anything by Sugar Ray would have been fine. Um, true. True. Bring the house down, Jack. Yes. I just wanna fly. Uh, but uh, so if if anybody doesn't know, Dewan basically um, ultimately only sings Prince songs at karaoke. Um, and one, they weren't ready for that. They weren't ready for it. One, his his alto voice, perfectly ready every time. Um, his soprano voice, definitely ready every time. Um, <laughs> Just but saying. you also have the point that I would always sing Brian Adams' "Summer of '69," and I would miss the entire first verse and half of the second verse because I was laughing so hard. Because Dewan would do it in this weird, like nasally whisper. He'd be like, <laughs> I would just laugh the entire time. But outside of that, uh, uh, let's talk about that song. Day, Jack. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about songs that we uh, that actually fit into this podcast, huh? <laughs> yeah, so um... 20 minutes in, Jack. <laughs> The other day we got a, you know, we we, we posting like memes and shit, and uh, Veronica Madrano like just fucking like made like a happy face or some shit, and, like made a joke, and I was like, hmm, she 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 got some albums. Let me let me, let me listen to some albums. Let me tell you right now, twenty twenty four is a year that the country brothers are obsessed, or at least I am, with Veronica Madrano. This motherfucker is bad. Tell us what it is. She came out with an album. But I'm going to get to the song. But she came out with an album last year. And uh, I didn't hear about it. It's called uh, Mexi Americana. The shit is fucking fire. She got a cover of uh, Wasted Days and Wasted Nights. Oh, shit. Uh, a, a, A Country Brothers 
10 out of 10 Hall of Fame song? No doubt. Fire. The whole album is fire. But there's one song in particular on her uh, album called uh, La Novella. And the song is called Mi Libre Luchador, which I believe is called like My Freedom Fighter or some shit. I, I had to look it up. Dad, when I tell you that I can't stop listening to that song, <laughs> that damn shit is changing my life. have to be friends. I'm going to have to find a way to be friends with Veronique Medrano because the shit is fucking wild. Have y'all listened to it yet? And it looks like it came out in 2020. Yeah, uh, it's like pretty recent shit. I think I think one of the one of the best parts about every song on uh, the latest album plus uh, Libra Luchador was just how uh, fantastic the, the instrumentals were behind everything. Um, I think, you know, great production, right? And just good use of, of what you expect from that type. And then, boom, the vocals just come in. And you're just oh like, dang, I belong somewhere else that's not in the middle of Montana in the winter. And <laughs> I should, should definitely be at a parade. I should be dancing. I should be throwing something at somebody, uh, regardless of what it is. I need to be doing that. But, no, it, it's hands down one of one of the best uh, – recommendations over the last i don't know probably 12 or 24 months that i've gotten was was that one for sure and i was talking to a buddy uh recently because all my like all like the uh the spanish music that i listen to even if it's like cumbia or norteño whatever it is it's all old shit so i was talking to my buddy the other day i was, I was like, talking to some buddies at work today about that was just like i can't like i was like i i, I halfway want to be like can can, you, can I get some recommendations on like, like, like I can't just keep listening to Los Tigres de Norte the whole time and like I, mean, I can't. <laughs> I, I love like, it. Yeah. The shit is dope, but it's like there has to be some new here, shit. Here's the thing. I get hip to. Here's why I'm like so obsessed with this album, like with with her and these albums that I've been listening to nonstop for like what a week. So you know Spotify, they they have. I think that their uh, algorithm for like. Uh, like similar artists and shit, I think is fairly good. So like usually, you know, you look at Croy and the Boys, they're going to have similar artists. You look at fucking Griselda, they're going to have similar artists that are like in that wheelhouse, right? I was listening, I was listening to random artists that kept popping up and I was like, the shit's not as good. Now granted, I need to do some more homework and that's on me to find shit that I like, but it's not the genre. It's she's so fucking exceptional. Yeah, I need to find shit that's as good as that. Because right now I get she's that high ass bar. Well, it's it's funny is that you know I you guys enjoy the Norteño type music and I enjoy the uh, Sereno type music and so there's um, uh, San Haraco from um, I think I think Veracruz. I could be wrong, um, but. Anyway, long story short, it has that traditional feel. It's a little bit, 
you know, more upbeat to kind of catch up with today's music and stuff, which is great, but it still has that traditional feel of like Serenio type music. And that's, that's fantastic. But my goodness, everything is put to shame. <laughs> everything is put to shame uh, by what you guys were like, Hey, check this out. And again, growing up in San Diego, that's all you had was, you know, some, this, this weird mixture of traditional Norteño and uh, traditional Serenio music. And you had to like figure out which one was okay and which one wasn't. And do I wear red and Fresno stuff today? Or do I wear blue and USD stuff today? I had no idea what to do as this weird white kid in San Diego. And uh, it was fine. But like, then you grow up and you, you start to learn uh, methodology and, and um, you know, the actual yes and no's behind music and stuff. And, the music theory and everything and you're just like damn dude they were so good <laughs> yep that's yep. Th- that's what's crazy right in phoenix like, all th- got was a uh, nasty boy click and mc magic <laughs> <laughs> mc magic <laughs> but i like well there was times I, I i uh lived in albuquerque for a few years and i got to hang out with this cat al hurricane and my man was like a legit legend like, I chatted with him, and he was just like, oh, yeah. I used to fucking go on tour with uh, Fats. He told a story where he was going on tour with Fats Domino. Fats Domino would hang out with the uh, Latina uh, women, and fucking Our Hurricane would talk to the black women, and they would just be like, hey, man, I'm shit. We never see him where we from. Let's fucking party. <laughs> and, like, my bad. Our Hurricane, it, A, he's one of the greatest singers I've ever heard like hard stop whatever type of music you're talking about like my man is cold so the fact that he's going on tour with these cats is like it says something he's fucking dope rock and roll but he has that like like you said that Norteño you know the stuff we like that's what yeah. that's what he does like New Mexico Mix, style baby. too yeah it's fucking dope <laughs> I know he's not text man that, that man's from New Mexico that's, that, that's disrespectful still gross it's different. <laughs> you know what's funny is that if um, if Garrett Dale from Red City Radio did uh, Dortenio type Hispanic Latin music, but did his voice in Spanish, it would be hands down one of the greatest things ever. But Let's he won't it do it. Do I don't. To, do I, we need to start a, a like a like a fucking like a GoFundMe go for Garrett Dale to do Norteño Latin music. That'd be great. Yeah. At least also, an EP. Listen, dude. Hey, I need you to do four songs. But you got to learn Spanish. I know you're a Canadian citizen now, but you got to learn Spanish. <laughs> no, we'll just sing like it in French. <laughs> I wish I knew French. Well, you can sing it in. Uh, hold on. No, is that Mossy from the nineties? <laughs> yeah, no, those aren't French kids. They're American. American. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ, those, those kids aren't French. Hey, never forget. You haven't watched a new Barbie yet? No, nah, man. Uh, one. Where? Two. 
HBO. You don't have HBO Max. Listen, dude, we we all share the same passwords for all the streaming. I don't know what to tell you guys. But Everybody no. shares my Hulu. I barely watch <laughs> the shit. <laughs> we, we get your money's worth, the one. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> exactly. I got to share one more password with you just to make it feel even. No, you don't. Problem. Just it to make works. it feel even. I don't even care if you use it. Just to be like, this is, we're even now. Um, no, ah. get, a, get a subscription to Mubi. Tubi. Dude. Tubi. <laughs> so I got Tubi, and my God, if I can't fall asleep, let me tell you what. Those are the most riveting movies that will keep you awake till three o'clock in the morning that I've ever seen in my That's life. That's why I don't watch this shit. No. You first off, if should you I start watching some, Tubi movies? If you are some sort of movie buff like you say you are, fucking watch Tubi, baby. Because it is everyone follow me phenomenal. on uh on Letterboxd. You can look me up under my name, Dewan Johnson, or uh, Black Dale Cooper. One of the two. You can follow me on Letterbox too. Well, I have better mu- uh, movie opinions. I don't no. have a movie opinion, but the fact is, I always see Black Dale Cooper, and I just think of Black D.B. Cooper. And if you guys don't know who D.B. Cooper is, look him up. But I'm like, how did Dewan jump out of a plane? No, J.D., explain <laughs> who D.B. Cooper is in the whitest... Most, most Montana way possible. Okay, so D.B. Cooper well, was a basketball well. player who went to coach middle school <laughs> in like 1992. No. So D.B. Cooper. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me let me put on a Montana accent real quick because what I really – hold on, hold on. So what I like to do is do that middle south thing, but I can't do it. So I got to pick it up. We got to talk. got to pick it up. We gotta pick it up and talk straight. So D.B. Cooper was a revolutionary in the fact of how you rob banks, and what he said was, "I need, uh, I need a hundred grand, and I need it now." And this was in the seventies, eighties, and he was just like, "I need five parachutes and a hundred grand," and then he jumped out of the back of a plane, and no one's ever seen him since. And uh, what was really cool about that was that it could have been over Montana. And we just don't know. My letterbox reviews are fucking legendary. And yesterday I watched uh, Paris is Burning. Literally the greatest documentary of all time. Uh, You need to watch it. I kind of don't want to tell you what it's about. But before that, I watched a movie about about Nazis. So I watched Killers of the Flower Moon before that. So, Speaking of Nazis, they're not welcome in Montana, so they have a stronghold here, and we don't. Well, you're not you're not welcome here. So um, come find me. I live in Belgrade, uh, and we'll party, and I'll punch you in the fucking teeth. Yeah, fucking. Beat yeah, we it, don't. Please. Yeah, we don't fuck with them. Nope. Actually, you know what? What's the uh, what's that one place we went to go see? Uh, fucking, what's my man's name? Remember Justin we went to go, Justin yeah, Justin Earl. Towns Earl. Uh, we went to the Rialto. <laughs> it was Rialto. Is that downtown or is that? That is right downtown on Main Street. Um, and I feel like it, if you, I feel like downtown is fine, but as soon as you leave like that little area, it gets real dicey. Yeah. No. You. Does that make sense? You're absolutely correct. <laughs> uh, even even for white people, you're like, I don't belong here. 
<laughs> the way they talk, you're like, hey, by the way, um, no. And they're just like, I don't know, man, you're pretty white. Well, because like, it's weird, because like, I'll, I'll look and I'll be like, oh, all these country cats that I want to go see, they're not coming to Phoenix. I'm like, maybe I'll go see them in, uh, in Montana. Then I'm like, well, are they playing at the place I know about, or are they playing like in the outskirts? Because they playing if if they're not going to fucking where I know you're at, I'm like, nah, I'm good. You just begging to get hate crime. I know. And the thing is, then I have to fight people too, and then white people hate me even more than they already do as the tattooed white guy in Montana. The one. We were going to talk about one of my favorite songs that Dewan sent me uh, because it reminded me of every woman before I met my wife. Look at JD uh, getting the podcast back on track. Hey, look, man. I'm a grown up, <laughs> I have children. Me and Dominique would just start talking shit for another 10 minutes and be like, whoop. Now, uh, Sierra Farrell. Yes. With specifically. The love of my life. Uh, dude, hold on. Um, so after Kesha, she now takes second place. So she is my silver holder. But um, Dollar Bill Bar reminds me of every damn girl I knew before I met my wife. And like we were like, oh, we're actually going to do this. Um, and specifically, uh, there is, hold on, I gotta find it here. There is a line in her song. Guys like you are a dime a dozen. You should count your lucky stars. Honey, if I had a dollar for every single sailor's heart. I was like, damn, I have nautical tattoos and I live nowhere near the ocean. Please love me. And she just left without ever meeting me, and I'm so I'm so upset about it. But she anyway, long story short, here, man. that's basically uh, the chicken head rebuttal. Project Pat is is, <laughs> is, is reeling right now. Project Pat about to come back with Project some fish shit, Jack. <laughs> long story short, this is just one song of many that are just fucking fantastic, right? Uh, one, she's beautiful. Two, she's a beautiful songwriter. Three, she's talented in every single way. So, um. Let me hug you and hold you and sniff you. Let me sniff your hair uh, because God, God dang, I need it in my life. <laughs> uh, I'll take the hat off because I'm six foot two, six foot three. I can just take it off and move it and you don't have to worry about it. But uh, this song in particular just always reminds me of, man, I was shooting in the wrong direction <laughs> so hard. That these are the girls that I was I was chasing after, and I think that's why I love her the most is because she just smells like bad decisions, and I love her. See, not me. I, I was just like, damn, you know what? I'm good. Let me let me let me go holler at let me go holler at her friend. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, the gatekeeper. I, I'm hollering at Sierra. Or or, or go to her or go to Sierra Farrell and be like, yo, what's up with your buddy? Can you yeah. help me out? You Listen, know what you're. I mean? You are far too intimidating for me, and I know this. I, I know I can't do this. I'm not Look, gonna. Uh, you're, hotter, you're hotter than what I'm capable of. I get that. I, I, I'm gonna get out your face in a second. You're hot. My, my, my buddy back here, hotter than me. I yeah. get that. What's up with your home girl? How how's Bravo team? Is she okay? Can I come in? No. Yeah. Charlie, we got good, it. We good, right? Yeah. No, and that that's the problem, dude, is that like 
she's too gorgeous, she's too talented to, to just be who she is. And uh, I don't want to make this like all about like, oh, she's a hot chick, but like, damn, she's a hot chick. And she's talented, and that scares me as a musician, period, because I'm just like, my rhymes rhyme, and yours don't, and you're good at what you do, and I'm not. are beautiful. Yeah. Mine are just like, well, it sounds same, so I'll I'll put that down in my notebook. And I'll well, you know what's crazy? On. I got to, the bar, all, went to the bar, didn't get very far. Huh, huh, huh. JD, JD shit sounds like fucking Curtis Blow. <laughs> Dude, I wish I sounded like Curtis, and I don't. That's the problem. Like I write shit, and like other white people will be like straight yeah, AB rhyme scheme. And I'm just like, I don't want white people to like my music. I want people of color and like Asian Americans to be like, oh, this guy gets us. And uh, I, I can't, I can't, I can't pass that along in my music. So it's been, it's definitely just. Have you ever puked? in the dive bar and then walked home because this song's for you. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> learn, learn the Yu Yu Hakusho theme song. Now, now get this. For... The song is a banger. Everybody's nope. going to hate it, but three people. Three people hey. are going to lose their shit in a way that you're not going to care that everybody else doesn't get it. And their names are Dominique, Xavier, and Black Dale Cooper. And that's the problem. Um... Hey. <laughs> I do this shit but with like, my team every month. I'm like, yo, I promise, you guys are you guys don't get it. The audience isn't gonna get it, but there's gonna be three people in the audience who are gonna freak the fuck out when I drop this reference. And, and they love it every time. No, and, and that's the problem is that in my band, um, so myself being in of Irish descent. What, what's the name of your thinking, band? Pimp your band. No, that doesn't matter. And my lead singer of Three Penny Riot um, is it the N word? Is also uh, <laughs> is also of is Irish it, descent. Is there a reason why you don't want to say the name of your band? <laughs> hey, I said Three Penny Riot. So uh, let's, okay. look, let's go back and look at history real quick. So uh, the Three Penny Opera was one of the first uh, satires about the Four Penny Riot uh, in France in the 1600s, which was which is basically one of the first uh, unionized riots in in, in history. So and you're so like, we follow the movie, the band. So let, let me put it this way. If you took Free Willy and got rid of the kid and added more Irish potatoes, that's our band. Uh, but basically we sing about, you know, making sure the, the Irish uh, lifestyle, which is always protect the oppressed always be the first to to back up your friends and and others that can't do it for themselves the Um, the, the batches of inner sharing exactly and also be be the west be the best white person so all irish are and all irish will be forever um not irish americans though they're trash they're trash. Um, so thank you. I also believe I'm trash, but um, mostly. <laughs> motherfuckers that always bring up Irish for slaves too. Yeah, no. Yeah, that doesn't count. It's always the Irish American motherfuckers. Uh, our band, it, again, it's mostly just uh, really promoting the fact that you know things suck, everything sucks, but there are good people out there that that, that truly care about the ones that need it and um, your friends and your loved ones and stuff like that and. Um, 
luckily we had a show on the 13th um and i got to 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 shout out a couple things especially one of which which uh my neighbor and uh anybody and someone that came really close to me ryan he passed away on december 27th of cancer um and you know i got to hang out with three of my sorry choked up uh three of my closest friends got to play music uh, the, the owner of the bar fucking ended up skanking across during one of her nice. songs. And it was, that was, was him. Awesome. That was him. <laughs> I saw it. It's not a video. That's dope. That, that's Justin. So, uh, you know, Hell yeah. he's, he's one of the greatest dudes in Montana. Um, uh, he, he supports local music and especially punk music. And so that was great. But mostly the fact is that Sierra Farrell, um, really should, um, try to take my wife's place and I'm okay with it. So let's do that. That's fair. <laughs> I want to make it very clear when I get into like a, a like a like a serious committed relationship, Sarah Farrell, if she walks up, you have to yeah, be okay dude, it's... with me trying my best. Yeah, you're either in it with us and we're gonna do this or you're gone. And that's fine. I will yeah. pay child support. That's okay. I, I've already said it. But Deuces. her her hats. Definitely take your place, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, those hats. Her hats are beautiful. Just, just again, gorgeous. Sorry, I just have to get back to the point. Is We don't want to reduce her to her hats. No, no, don't reduce her to hats. Reduce her to purely beauty. You can't be that hot, that talented, that good with words, and have that many hats. Like, it's not fair for you to be like, oh. The hats just, just throw everything out of, out of orbit. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, I'm British and I don't have an umbrella. You'd be like, you don't know Sierra Farrell. Come on, dude. Oh, so let's be honest. If a, if like the, the, the British dudes are kind of unfair too though. Like they come they come down here and they be like, they'll they act they're they're super nice usually and they're just like, I fucking fucking got their Liverpool's fucking shirt on and they just fucking Yeah, fuck Liverpool. And they just be like, fucking, I'm just here just hanging out. What's going on? Yeah, fucking Manchester all day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hooventus, right. right? Right? Ain't that ain't that our shit? I'm just gonna wait. You guys do Let's your talk. thing. Hold on. No, no, make your jokes. Let's talk. Let's talk yeah, no, make your jokes. Inter Milan. Who does who does who does okay uh, country That's brothers, fine. <laughs> What's the country brothers uh soccer club? Who who do we fuck with? We fuck with we fuck at Chelsea. Nashville SB. <laughs> no, who? Oh, fuck. No. Hold on. I'll tell you who we fuck with in a second. We fuck with that cat. Ah, kitty. I can't say, yo, my man. Put me down. Xavier, don't cut this. Yeah, don't cut shit. Real maniac shit. I want people to know that there was a cat in here. This is this is perfect timing for uh, us having we, our we like, fucks with new Fulham episode. FC. That's who we fucks with. Wrexham. Fulham. 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 That's that's the correct pronunciation. Fulham. Football club. <laughs> how much how much ham do you have? Full of it. Nah, so Fulham's cool. 69. Hey, look. So, uh, as a lifelong Newcastle fan, um, I'm okay with Fulham for a couple reasons. One, they have always given Americans a chance. Um, So, when you go back, Clint Dempsey was able to come over. 
because of Fulham. Uh, Tim Ream, Captain America, dude, he's still there. Um, uh, you, you look at you know Charlie Adams. You look at a couple other folks, um, and then you look at Leeds. Uh, you know they've got a bunch of Americans. They gave Josie Marsh a chance in the Premier League when he left. Yep. Um, Red Bull, and they didn't give him enough time, which is fine. But I think Jesse Marsh is one of the one of the best American midfielders ever. And then there's a cat right here, but one of the best American midfielders ever, you know, he played that, that, that terrible holding role where you just have to beat the shit out of people. And in hockey, it was, you know, the enforcer and that's what he was. And, you know, he's one of the first to become a coach out of that generation. And uh, I'd, I'd love seeing American dudes come over and just show up shit. But I also just love hearing dudes that are just like, I love the Dallas Cowboys. They're great. I'm like, what about actual football? They're like, oh, that shit's boring. I'm like, you're. I will say this: I've I've gotten arguments about like the idea of like what think what's boring and what's not boring, and I'm like, I think like say boring. what you want. I love golf, and I love golf because it's not boring. A motherfucker that might win or lose based off this one putt, and if he if he misses this putt, it's a wrap. That shit is beautiful to me. I love that. Like, that is so intense. It's kind of like fucking soccer. He kicks that ball, or she kicks that ball, and you're just like, fuck, is it, what's about to happen next? Like, it, it's intriguing. Football's not necessarily intriguing. Football's fun to watch, but it's not intriguing. Oh, I, I, I would well, argue that all sports are not fun. No sports are fun to watch, objectively. If you just put a sport on, and you don't know the you don't know the players, you don't know the team, you don't have any connection. It's all fucking stupid. It's all dumb to watch. It's 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 like the the stories and the fucking players. Like if you don't get invested in the players, you're not gonna watch. It's like me the being a Duke thing. fan. I don't give a shit who's playing. I'm just gonna root for Duke. <laughs> yeah, it's like when, uh, when when soccer. Like I watch U.S. Men's National Team, and that's pretty much it. That I make a point to watch. But I'll watch other shit if it's like if it's the finals for like Champions League or fucking Premier League. Like if it's a big match, I'll watch that shit and I'll be into it. But I can't just watch fucking second tier football or fucking B League ass soccer and shit. I could all day. So and the reason being is that like the reason people watch college football in America is specifically because it's all this you know, pride built into it, right? And so it's yeah. it's, 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 it's this, is, this is where we're yeah, at. That's why Alabama doing, right? fans yeah. aren't watching Alcorn State. But you know the best part about Alabama. If you fans went to Alcorn that, State, you'd fuck with it. But here's the deal is now that if you're an Alabama fan, you've got nothing to root for anymore because you suck forever now. So it's perfect. But mostly agreed. Uh also Anybody that ever says Nick Saban wasn't a good coach can fuck off right now. But and, and the only reason I say that is because he protected young men, and especially young men of color, um, and allowed them to make mistakes as 18, 19, 20, and 21-year-old dudes. And that's not something that you find anywhere. Everyone wants to just throw people in jail and you know bash them on the feck and mouth and the nose and say, Don't forget hey, all this shit that Paterno did. Well, Paterno, yeah. let's not get started. Uh, he just touched the kids, but um, he allowed out- the touch. <laughs> exactly. But outside of that, right? So you, you look at a Nick Saban, and you're just like, God damn! Like that dude knew how to grow 
men, which was great. But when you talk about sports in general, I think just like Dom said, all sports are boring unless you you have a competitive edge in you. And that's when sports become fun is because no matter what you're playing, someone wins, someone loses. There's a strategy. There's a strategy involved and who's going to execute based off what's available to them. And I think that's what's fantastic to watch. Hey, hey, JD. No. Finish your thought, but it's on you to get us to the next song. Oh, perfect. Um, no, we, no, 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 we, no, no. What were you can saying? We, can we keep talking about um, how Minecraft was a cool game? Yes. I've never played Minecraft. Uh, I just started because we bought that for my kid for his sixth birthday. No, so uh, what I was saying is that all sports are boring. But in particular, you have to have different parts and pieces, right? So the reason I love footy or soccer is because it's, it's, it's you know, athleticism, it's stamina, it's power, it's how a team works together, it's dominance of possession, it's dominance of wit, and it's who takes the chance wins. So yeah. it's a lot like it's a lot like chess, and that's where chess is fucking boring because it's two boring ass dudes, not twenty two of them on a field at the same time, and you have to figure out, all right, who's the less rich guy that I get to enjoy? But that's mm-hmm. where you like, but that's where you get to like baseball, right? Is that at baseball's a, a a game of chance and statistics? How often will a left hander hit it this way, and how often will a right hander hit it this way, and do they do that or do they try to overcome the barriers that have been set up already against them numerically of their entire lifetime of where they're going to hit a ball? The only boring thing about football is if I hand it to my running back and he goes to the B gap or he goes to the A gap, who's there at that particular time? Oh, commercial. All right, cool. We're going to run another running play. Oh, commercial. Oh, we got too many warning commercial. And that's where football gets boring. If it was go, 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 I think it would be a totally different sport for a large amount of people. I think that that goes a lot to like uh, Xavier got me into fighting games and I'm like into it and shit now. Like, I, like yep. I've, I've said this before. I know all the guys and like being at a fucking like a, a big mainstream fighting game tournament. Yep. Like when you know this guy won last year, this guy won the year before. This guy's on a whatever winning streak. Now they have to reset the, like, you're, like, so fucking invested in these specific players that watching motherfuckers play Street Fighter or fucking Dragon Ball Z or whatever is the most intense thing that you can fucking watch. Mario Kart. Nigga, for real, though. If you watch Mario Kart and they were there were Mario Kart players and you knew the guy yeah. strategies and shit, you would be so into it. Hold on. Before I introduce our next uh, artist, uh, Street Fighter character that you prefer, go. Zangief. Ooh. You better, you better not say Blanca. I was going to say Blanca. <laughs> if you just if you keep hitting X. And it just turns uh, you know what? Okay. Blanca, Blanca notwithstanding, I think I will always is, use is a move, not a, not a button press. I would say, that if, yeah, exactly. If I can't choose Blanca, I'd probably use, uh, I'd probably just go with Ken. This nigga. Or Chun-Li. 
This nigga. But that's because I can't use Blanca all of a sudden. <laughs> Chun Li's harder to use than Blanca. I like Blanca. I'm sticking with Blanca. Fuck it. I'm just saying you can't mash X no more. I ain't well, mashing I'm, shit. Before I give you my answer, there's a cat up here in the cat condo. <laughs> I need a cat. Uh, uh, as as the whitest guy answer, I'm gonna choose a guy. Also. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free, and I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me. And I... Of course, okay. fucking Xavier. After he says that, play uh, fucking I'm proud to be an American by Lee Greenwood. And then, and, and then explain the uh, the significance of Knuckle Dude versus Banana Can at the last uh, Capcom Cup. But then uh, also, but then also, you have to play the part of Jean Claude Van Damme being Guile in the Street Fighter movie. Go. Why is this Dutch dude American? I have no idea. And then, and then, right. to, uh, me and Duan when we were little saying Ghoulie. Because we had never heard anybody say guile. Gooey. And we just assumed it was ghouly. Alright, so the cool thing about Knuckle Doo versus Banana Cannon is it was the second to last uh, Capcom Pro Tour finals in the East region, which is the most stacked region in all of America. Knuckle Doo, uh, the god tier guile, Banana Can, really good player. Uh, but Knuckle Doo didn't bust out as guile, you see, because he lost to Banana Can. Uh, pretty convincingly earlier in the bracket to send Knuckle Doo to losers. Knuckle Doo swept through losers bracket and then came up to the grand finals to meet Banana Can again. And this time, he busted out the cami and got in that ass. You see, Dominique texted me and he was like, "Ah oh, man, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know Knuckle Doo had a had a pocket cami." But you know, if, if you a real one, if you you know go to sleep watching a. Uh, TNS weekly Street Fighter 6 tournaments like me, you know that Knuckle Doo's cami is cold. And some would say, you know, like he's probably one of the top tier camis. It's, you know, Punk and then Knuckle Doo. But yeah, Knuckle Doo just got in that ass, downloaded him, and then in the bracket reset, just, you know, just crushed Banana King. Uh, but yeah, Knuckle Doo makes a Capcom Cup. And there's a lot of dudes in that Easter region that aren't making Capcom Cup. Particularly Punk. Just as a little aside, you know, Punk, you know, he'd be talking a lot of shit, but he lost to like a 16-year-old uh, 3-0 to get knocked out of Capcom Cup. Yo, yo, shout out to, shout out to Paladin. That, that dude's next up. You know, he, he coming out here with the Ryu, uh, just destroying people. And uh, you know, if you gotta ask me who my Street Fighter main is, uh, it's Manon. And she's bottom tier, so you know I, I I gotta fight for every little bit of rank I got. All right, anyway, let's hear a Jean Claude Van Damme's guile real quick. I'm not going home. I'm gonna get on my boat, and I'm going up river, and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch Bison's ass so hard that the next Bison wannabe is gonna feel it. Now, who wants to go home? And who wants to go with me? Uh, so you guys <laughs> sent me one more that I, I, I didn't hear before. And Creekbed Carter Hogan. Uh, and yep. they, they put together one of the best folk songs 
probably in the last 20-25 years. You might treat me better, pull my trigger, cradle my barrel and keep me safe out of the sun. My polish, all of my metal, give me your secrets, hold me till the battle was done. That's the way it would go. with it and uh also that mustache that's a killer mustache Gorgeous. from one mustache to another to another <laughs> yeah. damn, that mustache is fire <coughs> but yeah uh pre carter hogan um uh Duan, who, who uh who sent us this uh fems in low places shout out to uh fems in low places she uh fucking fox with us and that shit is dope. And actually, she got his hip. Uh, bad, not that long. Like probably about a, a few months ago. And I remember I, I looked up. I was like, "Oh, fucking! I follow. I follow this. I'm, I'm, I'm tight. I, I know everything." And then she's like, "Yeah, I think I, uh, I'm the one that got you guys hip." I'm like, "Yeah, that probably makes sense. Cool." So, well, like I remember our whole records. Which is just fucking killing the game right now. Yep. Who's not on Garhole? But I, re- I, like, I specifically remember a couple months ago the comments were coming out right of one of the episodes. It was like you should do Creek Bed, and you're sitting here just like nobody with the name Creek Bed deserves any attention. And then you would listen to what they put out, and you're just like, I want to not do it just based off of principle of me being a jerk, and then I can't do it anymore because Creek Bed's. So damn good. So you're just like, damn it, incredible. Yeah, and and I think one of the best. The fucking pin game is strong. The pin game is strong. By the way, if anybody puts out any more pins, stop doing enamel pins and stick to the one inch circle pins because punks like me need that. And without you, I have nothing to put on my vests or my jackets, and I'm just sewing stuff on there now, and it looks silly. But you know, I specifically remember. I remember seeing the name and I didn't listen to it. And then Dewan sent me the links to what I needed to listen to before uh, we recorded this. And uh, I was sitting there, Mandalorian was on in the background and I'm like, Oh, Star Wars is fun. And my kids are asleep and PBR tastes delicious. And I'm going to listen to this. And I was just like, all right. But as a musician, one of my favorite things ever is when a musician or, you know, a musician starts to create a song or an ensemble and they're so comfortable with each other that the the lyrics don't have to come in right away or quick enough or they don't have to come in you know relatively at all and i think mm-hmm. that's one of the cool things about a lot of their music is that there's so much folk music built in and some beautiful uh chord progressions they have beautiful transitions from from one verse to another um and it's almost uh seamless to, to where you you get a feeling of like oh I'm starting to feel better and then you're like oh damn it I'm getting back into this I'm back sad again yeah. oh no and I think that was one of the coolest parts about uh, finally being able to to be introduced to to it is that they they have done a wonderful job and I think they are a fantastic songwriter when when the lyrics come out and I think it's one of those things that there's a lot of people from a lot of different 
uh, genres or what we what we expect from folks, right? And when you finally get to put that together, I think one of the coolest parts was I finally got to put a face uh, to to some of the names and the music, and it it made it feel that much more special. That I felt like I belonged a little bit, and I think that was one of the cool parts was that there's just a lot of music, there's a lot of build, there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of realism and and a lot of what they do. And so I was certainly surprised and happy to be introduced to that. So thank you guys for bringing that to my table. Yeah. It was, when it was, I uh, go ahead, I saw, a, I saw the message and I was like, I, I don't think I had listened to it the first time that it was uh, recommended. Cause like, I'm going to be real. Sometimes we get like random messages from random motherfuckers who clearly have never listened to the podcast fucking they just like oh this is a country thing let me just send some shit and a lot of times whatever they send is like trash because they're just sending it out to everybody so i also want to buy me a mercury come on alan jackson let's go buy me mercury me and alan jackson are are in a fight right now so i don't want to he know what he did. <laughs> he he know, know what he did. He knows what he did on the Chattahoochee that night. But like, uh, he did not settle for a soda and grape snow cone. <laughs> that was the problem. Alan Jackson is a sex man. Right. <laughs> the motherfucker will say, "Please." He's one of those please motherfuckers. What you mean? I thought me. Get out of here, Alan. Can Jackson. I get a hug? Right. Fuck out of here. Alan Jackson is a straight up. Can Hit I the bricks, Alan Jackson. Hold- Hold on, hold on, hold on. Post 9-11 Alan Jackson hit the bricks. Post 9-11 Alan Jackson, uh, he and I have a problem. But can I get a hug? Uh, So I'm sorry, Creek Bed, I got to say this. Uh, In high school, I would always ask the pretty girls for a hug. And it wasn't, it was long before the memes. It was long before it was, Damn, you was was pre-meme? I was pre-meme hugging. And I'm okay with it because... I went from 5'2 to 6'2 in one damn summer, and I'm allowed to hug pretty girls when everything hurts. And now everything hurts mentally instead of physically, and I'm allowed to now hug my wife and my kids. Uh, but at the time, I thought pre-meme hugging was cool. Lucky you! I know. And now post-meme, I'm just like, ah, was that weird? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you got it. You got like, My body was going it. through changes. I just needed some attention. I just, just need somebody to say, ah, It's not a cool dude. Never was. Thanks, man. All right. So, everybody that listens to the podcast uh, now knows uh, already, because I already wasn't cool, but that now I'm a. Well, I'm now a you're a cool dude. No, I will. Man, I'm a you were not cool. I'm a premium hugger. I'm still not cool. <laughs> And I'll hug again. <laughs> and I will hug again because I do enjoy the bro hug. I and I'm always going to ask if I can have a hug. We'll get back to the song right quick. But there was there was a, a, a girl I work with who she said her and her friends don't hug each other. Did she, they, weird. she literally looked at me like like I was the weirdo to be like, what do you mean you don't hug your friends? I was like, I'll, I hug my friends whenever I get an opportunity. If I see bitch. Ray, we hug, like legit hug. If I see bitch, you, we gonna I, have a bigger hug because I don't see you all the time. 
I don't but, I don't even know Ray like you do, and I hug Ray just to see if I could touch. That's my what I'm other saying. It's like, what do you mean you don't hug your friends? I thought that I'm was like, weird. Oh, Ray, you got bigger. I can't touch my fingers. Uh, if I see like, no, and that's the thing. Like, uh, and people hug your fucking bro- friends, man. What are we doing? People call it the bro. Hug and also, and take that. the risk. Take the risk of hugging a new friend. Like, no, hey, yeah. Can we hugs? Hugs hug? and high fives, dude. Do if you say hug? no to my hug. You better give me a high five because here's the deal. Uh, I've lost enough friends, um, whether it be from actual physically passing on, uh, you know, into a different world or whatever you want to call it, or uh, just choosing, you know, or life got busy and they got kids or, you know, got a new job and stuff happens, right? I don't care. You will always be a friend to me. And, and I think you deserve to know that you're loved by me. And I will tell my friends, I love you all the time. And these, these two and, uh, I would tell Xavier I love him too, just because he can't cut this right now because I'm talking, and that's the best part. Because if he cuts it, <laughs> it sounds silly. He'll be mad. But I, I no man, I people will call it the bro hug just because of how it's done or whatever, and that's not the case, right? It's just I, I think you know what I think Creekside is a good intro into this is because what I what I really felt with a lot of that was just the desire and and the need to to feel accepted and belong and you know the belonging to to something and i think the last year year and a half of me in montana after six years of being here was was really tough and i finally found my people and it took a long time to find my people right and when you got um, them you got them right you got them you got them right and like the thing is i i met my real people at 18 sneaking into a bar and it's you two and a couple others and you know what that's that's one of the that's one of the best parts of moving on and doing something new is that no matter mm-hmm. what you do you still got those folks and if they got something to say about it they weren't your they weren't your people and i well, did you, you know watch and, the, the, um the tiktok that they put out yeah about the song? Yep. it was super interesting and I, I, uh we'll we'll post it on our uh on our social media so y'all can see it too but it's like really interesting because it kind of goes to what JD was just talking about, like the how shit changes. But the like the lyrics were about, uh, and I'm I'm gonna be brief about this because it's better hearing for hearing it from them. But uh, initially, the song was like a really sad song about how uh, they had like a kind of strenuous relationship with their dad, and then after singing it live. It became the lyrics didn't change the way they explain it. And again, listen to this shit because I, I can't explain it better than they can. But the the lyrics didn't change, but the the, the presentation of the song, the, the the what the song eventually became, yep, yep. Uh, did change. It was more about like fucking instead of being like I'm not you don't like I'm not I'm not the kid that you like wanted. Blah 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 blah. It became fucking yo America. Like I'm not gonna be this good citizen. I'm not gonna be this this motherfucker that you want me to be. Fuck the police. Fucking free Palestine. But I think let's, let's talk about like like all this other like like this fucking like radicalization and shit. Particularly that happened in the, like the last what four years. But uh, I think. But I think one of the cool things, right, and I and I think when you look at a podcast like this, you have two, I mean, what we call minority 
leaders of this podcast, right? And yeah. you guys both have your strengths in in different fields. And what's scary is that where where your where your where your strengths exist, they exist in the other fucking twin, which is terrifying because you guys are already terrifying in what you're already good at. But I think when you when you look at something like that, right, and you go, hey, hey, pops, right, and and you think about it, and you would say, hey, if I saw the video of you got you three looking at each other right now, you'd be like, ah, I know which one had a good dad, and they'd be wrong. And I think one of the cool things is, <laughs> I think one of the cool things is right is that is you look at our 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 black friends, our our people of color friends, or our uh, Pacific American friends, you know, whatever you want to call everybody, right? Um, everybody had a tough time based off how those dads were supposed to be. And, you know, having a out of Europe father was, was similar in the, in those aspects. And it would, and it was equally as difficult and, you know, you don't look at that like that. And so for me, for uh, Creek bed to come out and they, they do such a wonderful job connecting to an audience of, you know, your pops didn't do what you're expecting them to versus other folks where, you know, there's bigger problems in the world for them. And I think that was the fantastic part. And I think that's the best part about music is that I can take it personally or I can take it and apply it to what's going on around me. Yeah, I think that yeah. that is one of the best parts of what they do. And I don't have the balls to handle the world so much as Hogan uh, because they, they, they do and have done more than I ever will and they're stronger than I ever will be and that's awesome and I and I love to be a part of that but I think one of the one of the bigger things is being able to take something that's as as minute or something that is macro as it could be and being yeah. able to apply it and I think that is something that a lot of artists can't do it's I like to party I isn't like that the brilliance stuff. of it I think that is because yeah, that shit blew yeah. my mind when I when I listened when I watched the fucking the TikTok while yep. they were explaining it, I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was I like legit. I was feeling it because I listened to the song like four times in a row. I'm like, "All right, I need to see what the song is about." I felt like I had an idea, and I'm like, "I'm not. I don't think I'm right." And then when I watched the fucking the TikTok video, I was like, "God damn, that's why I wasn't right. I wasn't like it. It be it be." The song is the song, yep. And then there's the, the interpretation of the song, yeah. With the, the I, context of the fucking world, but I think that's the best part about music. Period. Yeah, For, is that you can take you can take something so extravagant or something so minute and be able to to apply it to you, or you can apply it to as a whole. And I think that is the difference between what makes good music and okay music is that you have i can apply it to everybody all the time i can apply it just to me based off the lyrics which is why everybody hated like blink 182 adam song because mark hoppus turned it into such a me moment with the i spilt the apple juice in the hall like we didn't do that shit dude because we didn't take our fucking cups in the hallway because our mom would kick the shit out of us like you take away some of that personal stuff from music and it's really hard to make it that personal yeah. but i think but i think with what with what creekside has done and and the way that they put it 
has so perfectly walked that tightrope between it can be something so big or it could be something so personal. I think that, again, that is what makes music the best is that you get to interpret what I'm saying as to what it means to you. And that that's a reason why there's so much music tattooed on me because it may mean something to you, it may mean something to Dewan, it may mean something to me or my wife or my kids in 10 years that it doesn't mean to the artist. And I think that's what's the biggest thing. And I think that is one of the cool things about the folk music today is that it's not just, we did our thing, we worked our hours, we went home and we drank some beer, high five, played ping pong, moved on, Lieutenant Dan. Like, we moved mm-hmm. on from that. And it's now, the world is so much bigger than just West Virginia or the Appalachians or the, the Smoky Mountains or the Rockies. It is just because you got a banjo, you know what yep. I mean? It's more than that. It's more than that. I think that is the best part of the music today is that there is so much to care for and give a shit about from climate to, to Palestine to, to refugees in Europe to refugees coming across the southern border in the United States versus who puts what in a California burrito. I mean, do you put potatoes or do you put French No fries? rice. No rice is fine. But if it's not fucking French fries, California, they put rice in all the burritos. I was like, "What is this?" No, so I I tried to get one yesterday, and they were like, "We put potatoes," and I'm like, "French fries?" They're like, "No, potatoes." I was like, "Then that's not a California burrito." One fucking French fries. Fucking French fries. One hard ass potato. Yeah, single potato, long, (laughs) singular. Not even cooked. Just (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's mostly potato. Put the frozen shit in there. That's fine. I don't give a shit. Just Everything make sure it's guy. Ah, but I think I think that's the difference, right? And so when you go back through the generations of music, is that whose California burrito is better? It's always San Diego's. But when you put in, <laughs> when you go in, Mas puta, get out of here. Ah, uh, but when you go through, is what music can fit in between. The, the macro scale and the micro scale of the personality versus the life you live and the world you live in. And I think that is the difference. And I think every single song can be pinpointed to that. And I think, well, that think about where, it. I think that is where they win and they will win and beat most folk music is that it is in, endearingly personal. Well, that's why we love like when people are like, I like country music, but I uh, only like Outlaw. I'm like, okay, so I can I can get you hip to like cats that came out with albums within the last two years. But they're like, also fucking, the people that have thin blue line stickers on the back of their cars. That's what I'm saying. Like fucking no. fucking listen to Corona Boys. Listen to fucking uh, even if they're having fun, like Del Hollow. He has fun, but his shit is still like. Legit, you know what I'm I saying? It kind of goes to like, like if you think about it, like when we're talking Nick about Shoulders uh, like, and, and, and Dylan Earl, like all these cats. There's so many people we can just keep naming names, you know. Like when we first started listening to like like country music a lot, what was it like 2006, 2007, or whatever? Yeah. A big part of that was uh Tim Berry and specifically avoiding catastrophic uh surrender or catatonic surrender. I mean, like. You listen to that song, and you're like, he's just talking about his day. The the place in the fucking the place with no left turns and fucking meeting a woman, and then at the end, I'm like, I play a song, the best verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, like my man. 
He's just singing about stuff. And everybody in the fucking deal is crying. I've Everyone's never, I've crying. never, I've never written a song, so I don't write verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, repeat. But the way that he sang that shit, like I get it, because it's not just him singing his song. It's you can take that and apply it to like literally anything that you do consistently. Like, like if, if I if I'm doing improv. It's like, nigga, all right, I'm going to come out, I'm going to do something weird, and I'm going to fucking, because I'm going to do what I'm going to do, because it's going to work. Or if I'm writing a sketch, this is what I'm going to do and what I'm going to do, which is what Tim Berry does, which is what, there's only so many ways to do shit. So like, like, and that's what's so perfect about avoiding catatonic uh, surrender and the song we were just talking about is like, yeah, it's little shit, but you can also apply it to bigger shit. So I think that's where like a lot of like the the, the punk slash country shit comes from because we kind of and that's what we're all about, right? Like that's my yeah. experience. But, but I think I can't relate but I, to experiences. But I think specifically to if I was um, um, by Creek Bed, right? So they have done a wonderful job doing exactly what we just talked about, taking the macro exactly. and the micro. Yep. And being able to shove it into one. And I think that is where you get, such as myself, right? So like the the, the heart on your sleeve punks, you're the reason we, we so easily fall into a folk Americana country style is because it's the exact same story. Same shit. It's it's the exact same theme, it's the exact same wants and desires, minus the the pop country that's out there, because that's horseshit, but outside of that right so i remember original country was always fuck the cops and i'm gonna run this moonshine down and we're gonna fucking party like it's 1999 and then listen to prince and, and he's cry. gonna party till yep and we're and you listen to prince <laughs> he's gonna party like it's 1999 and then you listen to the clash and we're gonna rock the casbah because no one else can fucking do it the way that we do it and so i mean you go on and on and right but i think in particular to to the song if i was by creek bed and, and, and the way that they wrote, produced, timed the music, I think yeah. that's the biggest key is that you're, you're, you're bringing in this huge audience of people or potential audience of people and saying, hey, you like this type of music. By the way, there's a real world out there. Come and join us. High five. Enjoy. And I think outside of um, Sierra Farrell's gorgeous hats um I, I i don't think there's anything else i've been introduced to recently that uh would would top anything that creek bed has put out um but mostly sarah farrell's hats i will give you know what next time we have you on we need to talk about there's a artist and i don't know if the name is adam or adim but it's like Adim the artist. That's how yeah. I say it. I'm maybe I'm saying it wrong, but it's they fucking have like literally. I I'll listen to it and just fucking like I'll I'm just I'm done. I'm just like holy shit. Where do we go from here? Like lyrically, fucking conceptually, musically. I deem the artist is like like if if those two went on tour together, I don't Duh. care if it was a Tuesday, 
afternoon, I'd take the day off and I would go because I'd have to be there. But I think when 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 I look at the 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 gateway from punk to to the country folk Americana feel, right? You have old ninety sevens. You have Lucero. You have the latter years of the replacements. Drive by truckers. Drive by truckers. Um, there's there's one more in there. Dream theater. <laughs> Dream theater for sure. Um, John Petrucci, Les Claypool, Les Claypool. Uh, all of the South Park songs are definitely what you're looking at. Um, anything that has to do with 9/11, Rudy Giuliani in particular. Um, Shout out, yeah, good job, Rudy. Uh, you know, basically anything that was Rescue 911 in the 90s. That's what we were talking about uh, with William Shatner. Uh, <laughs> so. Well, I mean, when you think of old 97s, Lucero, Drive-By Truckers, um, John Snodgrass and stuff like that, right? You think of those guys as your intro from punk to the, the folk Americana country feel. And uh, I, I really feel that the folk isn't too folk. It's more rock. It's more... See, that's... I've always thought... I've thought about that for a minute. Like, when I say folk punk, people think of, like, the folk punk where it's just like... Motherfuckers being real loud and grimy and doing washboards. I'm like, yeah. no, that's not what I say when I say folk punk. Nah, I mean, like, bro. we punk as fuck, but like, I'm about to do some like singer songwriter shit. You know what I mean? To but me, I, that's I think folk that. But I think that is where, in, in the same realm, that, or is that because we um, old heads and this is different? I think we're a little bit older, right? which is great. But I think that's where Carter Hogan and and the entire feel falls right it's not just this uh running through a, a field of tall grass and a couple of flowers and dandelions it's just like blah, blah, blah. like it's not that it's there there is a purpose behind what we're putting together and there's a reason the tempo is where it's at and i think that you know and and again when i when i play music our tempo is wherever the fuck it falls right and that's because it's Irish American rebellion union fucking punk rock and wherever it falls is where we're going to go and who had the yeah. most beers is who's going to fucking play as fast as we're going to go all right and yeah. and I think when when you get into to Carter's stuff they they put this this in this enveloping feel of care and attention to every detail and it fills in the same places like old replacements, right? So late replacements, not old replacements, but late replacements of kind of being able to say, "Hey, this is the this is the feel and the and the care and the attention we want you to give to this." And I think it's in the same spot, and and that's where where you were saying, I leave punk rock at 180 beats per minute, and I can come to a folk at 80 80 beats per minute, and I can still feel the same because the goal is still we're the same. I love you as a person. I'm here for you. Let's enjoy together. And I think that's the big difference between, um, you know, that pop country bullshit and scratching up your car because you're a cheating fucker or, you know, try that in a small town nonsense. Versus Shit is boring, right? <laughs> here, here is the real bullshit you need to be worrying about. And your taxes are horse shit. And you know what? There's big problems. And I'd love to fill up your gas tank and tell you all about it over a, bag of combos pepperoni pizza so let's do this 
But it, but it's cool. I think I, I think hopefully we can like get motherfuckers hip to shit that they probably didn't know about. Because we certainly did today. We got we got super hip to shit tonight. So like like, like it's not like we're fucking the paragons of like yep. motherfuckers on the shit. Like if you know some fire shit, let us know. If we don't talk about it, we didn't think the shit was fire. But to, today, uh, y'all hit us with some fire shit, and we loved it. I'm uh, at D Dom Johnson and uh, <laughs> Country Brothers Pie. Duane Polecat underscore Supreme. You can hit me up that uh, on Instagram. Follow me on uh, Letterboxed uh, Blackdale Cooper or just my name Duane Johnson. One of the two. All right, hey. Don't care pizza party all day, every day. All right. Uh, fucking is, uh, we're out. Everybody be cool. Peace. That's and probably the longest episode we've ever did. <laughs>